Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, February 27th. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of himself, I am the Alpha and Omega, the Aleph and Tav, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1.1 in Hebrew, there is an Aleph Tav right smack dab in the middle of that verse? Truly Yeshua, the Aleph Tav, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you were reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across Aleph Tav, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Aleph Tav. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this, doorway to the Aleph Tav. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Aleph Tav, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Tetzavah, and it means, You shall command. Exodus 33, 12-16 Moses said to Hashem, See, you say to me, Lead this people forward, but you have not made known to me whom you will send with me. Further, you have said, I have singled you out by name, and you have indeed gained my favor. Now, if I have truly gained your favor, pray let me know your ways, that I may know you and continue in your favor. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, I will go in the lead and will lighten your burden. And he said to him, Unless you go in the lead, do not make us leave this place. For how shall it be known that your people have gained your favor unless you go with us, so that we may be distinguished, your people and I, from every people on the face of the earth. Mark 9, 1-29 
And he, Yeshua, said to them, Verily I say unto you, that there be some of them that stand here which shall not taste of death, till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. And after six days Yeshua takes with him Peter, and James, and John, and leads them up into a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his raiment became shining, exceedingly white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking with Yeshua. And Peter answered and said to Yeshua, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he was not what to say, for they were sore afraid. And there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son. Hear him. Suddenly, when they had looked around about, they saw no man any more except Yeshua only with themselves. And as they came down from the mountain, he charged them that they should tell no man what things they had seen till the Son of Man was risen from the dead. And they kept that saying within themselves, questioning one another with what the rising from the dead would mean. And they asked him, saying, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must first come? And he answered and told them, Elijah verily comes first and restores all things, and how it is written of the Son of Man that he must suffer many things and be set at naught. But I say unto you that Elijah is indeed come, and they have done unto him whatsoever they listed, as it is written of him. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question do you have with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought to you my son, which has a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he takes him, he tears him, and he foams and gnashes with his teeth and pines away. And I spake to your disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought him to him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tore at him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came up unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if you cannot do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Yeshua said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. And when Yeshua saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying to him, You are dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Yeshua took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. 
And when he was come into his house, the disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast him out? And he said to them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Psalm 43, 1-5 Judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. For you are the God of my strength. Why do you cast me off? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Then will I go to the altar of God, and to God my exceeding joy. Yes, upon the harp will I praise you, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Proverbs 10:18. He that hides hatred with lying lips, and he that utters a slander, is a fool. I want to speak to you today from our reading from the Torah portion from Exodus chapter 33, verses 12 to 16. And I just want to read it again, but this time in the New King James Version, I think it captures the essence and the heart of it a little bit better in this translation. And then I want to comment on it. So Exodus chapter 33, starting in verse 12, Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So Moses is making a really very insightful request before the Lord. He's saying, show me your way so I can know you. And in other words, he wants to know the ways of God. And a lot of people, even people who read the Bible, who go to church, who are in fellowship, we don't know his ways. And so Moses is saying, I want to know your ways so that I can know you. Knowing God's ways is, it takes wisdom to discern that. It's not necessarily spelled out for us directly in the scriptures. We have to read between the lines to understand and to know God's ways. One of his very first ways is you have to believe that he exists. And then another step of knowing his ways is we have to walk in faith and trust him at his word. 
And so what Moses is saying here is, I don't want to go forward one step without you. You must go before us, ahead of us. I don't want to go on ahead without you. I must see you ahead of us and I'll follow you. That is truly a profound request. It shows us that Moses truly had a very close relationship with God the Father. In fact, the Father says in the scriptures that Moses was called God's friend and that he spoke with Moses face to face. And Moses was one of the most humble men upon the earth. He had a very deep, intimate relationship with God the Father. Now, how does this apply to you and me? I'm going to share a quick story of how this applies out of my own personal experience. A few years ago, I was working in a radio station, and I had been there for a couple of years. And initially, when I began this assignment, truly the Lord was in it. And I ended a secular type of a job and began to work at this Christian radio station. And it was God was totally in it. He opened the door. He granted favor. He provided a place for me to live. And, and his hand was all over it. But a couple of years later, something began to happen. Well, I went into autopilot. Sometimes the Lord may give us an assignment or a task. And in the beginning, the Lord is very much in it. But if we go into autopilot like I had done, and I stop inquiring and asking and seeking, Lord, do you still want me to do this assignment anymore? Is this assignment finished? If we don't even ask and we go into autopilot, then the Lord has to sometimes do something quite drastic to get our attention. And so I'd gone into autopilot. I wasn't inquiring and asking, Lord, am I still supposed to be doing this assignment? And so he got, had to get my attention in a very dramatic way. And so what happened was um, the money dried up and there were no funds to be able to pay me for my time. And all of a sudden, for about six weeks, there was absolutely no income. I, I had no money for gas, for groceries. It just was gone. And so basically, the Lord took my plate and turned it upside down and just completely emptied the plate. And so at that point, um, you could say I resigned from this position and I wasn't going to be eligible for unemployment because I had been self-employed as a contractor. And so then you're not eligible for unemployment. And I was really desperate. And I would go visit a prayer room up on the fourth floor of a coffee shop. It was a Christian coffee shop. And up on the fourth floor was a special prayer room. I would go there every day in desperation, seeking his face. Kind of like how Moses was saying, Lord, I'm not going to go another step forward until you go before us and you show us the way. I want to know your ways. I don't want to just go into autopilot. So I was seeking the Lord quite fervently at that point in desperation, and he showed up. And that particular month, um, I had a mailbox, um, and I hadn't really said anything to anybody about my situation. But that month, I think I received 10 checks in the mail to my P.O. box. That, that had never happened before, nor has it happened since. <laughs> but for that month, I was covered. I had the funds to be able to pay my bills 
and proceed forward. And as I sought him with all of my heart in prayer, the Lord opened a new door for me, a new assignment for me. And so um, the big takeaway that I learned, and it was a painful lesson, was don't go into autopilot. Continue to seek him. Continue to inquire. Lord, you had me take on this particular assignment. Am I still supposed to be doing it? Or is this assignment finished now? And am I supposed to move on to something else? And so that's how, that's my personal experience I add to this scripture about Moses saying, I'm not going to go forward, Lord. Not one inch, not one centimeter, unless you go before us. I don't want to go forward anywhere without you. I, I must have your presence with us if we're going to go forward. And that's a really excellent way to pray. Lord, I don't want to go forward without you. You have to show yourself to me. I need you to open the door, orchestrate, reveal yourself. I want to know your ways. This is a great way to pray. Father, help me to know your ways. Help me to walk in your word and know your ways. So, Father, may we have that kind of a intimate relationship with you like what Moses had. That they would converse like two people talking. And Moses was so close to you, and you revealed yourself to him. And may we have that kind of relationship. Father, we want to know your ways. We want to please you. We don't want to go into autopilot, but we want to inquire of you and seek your face and ask, Lord, is this assignment from you? Is this something you want me to pick up? Father, help us to draw near to you, to hear your still, small, quiet voice, to be led by your Spirit, and to walk in your ways, to walk in your word, and to be a delight and a blessing to you. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Yevrekah Adonai Vishmerekah Adonai Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Eleka Vayaseh Leka Leka Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.